This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is another episode of my post-match reaction. Five takeaways from Fulham's 2-1 to victory against Southampton. Just so you know, we will have a full post-match show that we'll be recording on Sunday. I'm recording this basically a few hours after Fulham's victory against Southampton. So I'm going to share with you my takeaways in just a second. But before I do that, and this is a quick 15-minute episode, and thank you again for watching and listening always to Cottage Talk. As I've mentioned, we're going to have much more content moving forward. I want to make this a regular episode, meaning my five takeaways, so I'm going to try to do that as much as possible. But as I mentioned, this is just one style of show. We will also have a full post-match show of Phones Victory tomorrow on Sunday, which should be great. Also want to mention, as always, Subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to watch us live on YouTube. And you can listen to us later on on Apple Podcasts. But it's also a way more people that subscribe. It helps other film supporters and also supporters of other clubs find the content. So please do subscribe if you haven't already. So like I mentioned, I'm going to share with you my five takeaways. They might not all be directly dealing with things that happen in the match, but there are things that I'm taking out of the match. So let's start with number five. And this actually goes back to the preview show, which I did with Dan Crawford and Ben from the podcast talking all about Southampton. And that was, I thought, a key to this match was going to be set pieces for both clubs. Well, it played out this way. And Fulham continued to score on set pieces. I know the first one was a deflection, Pereira's goal ends up being an own goal from James Ward-Prowse, but still dangerous every single time they are on a set piece. I feel Fulham have a chance to score. They scored two goals off of set pieces once again. But the rub on this one is that I thought that Southampton would be dangerous as well, and James Ward-Prowse is one of the best on set pieces. He scores a goal, and uh, that was the downside of 
my set-piece thoughts about this match. They played out. All three goals were on set-pieces. But um, a little concerning that Foam gave up this goal, but you're giving it up to probably the best in the country on set-pieces, and that's James Ward-Press. But the two goals from Foam, fantastic. First one, like I said, okay, deflection. The second goal, fantastic by Paulina. Unbelievable from Paulina. So happy for him. I I will just say right off the bat, I think he's your man of the match, and I'll be sharing that in just a bit in regards to my thoughts about him and others that played in this match because I thought he was by far the standout for Fulham. That's my number five takeaway. Set pieces were the difference. Let's move on. Number four, Southampton made it difficult for Fulham throughout the match. When I watched the match, and I'm just watching the approach from Southampton, I had a feeling that they were going to try to beat Fulham on the counter, and they made things difficult throughout the entire match with passing lanes and basically trying to take advantage of Fulham's mistakes. We saw some of that in the second half with Dan James. So full credit to Southampton. I had a little discussion with another Fulham supporter who said to me that Southampton deserved a draw, deserved a point from this. I can understand the argument. I still think Fulham deserved all three points, but it's because they came prepared Nathan Jones set his team up, I think, very well to compete against Fulham. It was a wonderful game plan, and honestly, it almost worked out for them. But the better team won, in my opinion. But Southampton deserve a lot of credit, and I think they might have shown themselves that uh, they can stay in this league if they show that kind of dedication like they did against Fulham. Fulham deserve to be where they are. They are eighth in the table, and Southampton really battled and they could make the argument that they should have gotten something out of this match. I still think Fulham deserved all three points. So that's number four. Let's now go to number three. Were there other standouts in this match besides Xiao Polina for Fulham? It's, it's an interesting one. Watching the match, I, I thought by far he was your man of the match. I, I'm sure others can make arguments for some other Fulham players. I'm, I'm thinking... Burn Leno's save very early on in the match. Huge save on Jay Adams, I, I thought was key. And, and he continues to really show why he is Fulham's number one goalkeeper. Besides the goalkeeper and Jao Pulliam, I'm trying to think who else had a very good game. I guess you can make an argument for Andres Pereira. Played well, but no one really stood out. And I, again, it goes back to how... Southampton played against Fulham because I think they really tried to stifle Fulham. They did a very good job of it. But still, a player like Paulina shines through, shows why. As my friend said to me today, 20 million, he's probably worth 60 million. I, I would agree with that. He, to me, is your man of the match. We'll get to that in just a bit. But for me, the major standout in this match is Jao Paulina. I, I don't think Anyone comes close, maybe Burn Leno just because of the save. And it's not just about the goal. It's everything that he does. It's the tackles. It's the tone setting. Everything that he does affects how Fulham play, even when they're not playing their best. And this is not their best. Again, maybe this was one of their worst, but they found a way to win. Sean is so key to everything that they do. I don't know if Fulham are in the table where they are right now, eighth, without 
Polina's influence on this team. He's been that vital, extremely vital to everything that they do. And huge shout out to Marco Silva and the recruitment staff for bringing him in. He was the first key piece to the puzzle and everything has flown off of him. So he showed it in this match. Fulham didn't play well. Paulinho did, and they got all three points. I don't think that's an accident that he was involved with the winner and that they win when he plays well. Whenever they play well, they seem to get all three points. Jao Paulinho, dominant once again. Okay. Let's now go to number two. And this is really just an overall thought on how good teams don't always play their best, but they find ways to win. And for me, this is a perfect example of this. I would make the argument that Manchester United did not play that well against Fulham, but they found a way to win at the very end. It really upset me that they won that match at Craven Cottage. But credit to Manchester United. It's not always playing well. It's finding that way to beat the other side. Fulham did that today. And it's funny because we can pick apart the performance, and we will do that on the post-match show. We're going to break it down, and there are going to be plenty of places, trust me, that we can pick apart. There is in this match because they didn't play well. But when you don't play well and you get all three points, that shows to me good teams do this. Average teams don't do this, and poor teams certainly don't do this. Fulham are a good team. They deserve to be where they are right now. And this is an example of it. Good teams find ways to win even when they're not at their best. That's my number two. And number one is this. The 12-point gap from the relegation zone shows Fulham can look more towards contending for Europe. Now, I know people are probably going to be watching this or listening and saying, no, Russ, I'm still worried about relegation. Fulham are on 25 points, 12 points from the bottom, which is fantastic, from the relegation zone. So that is amazing. That just shows how far they've come. And honestly, if you look at it, it's going to be very hard for Fulham to get relegated right now. It it is. It can still happen. I understand why there are people that are doubting this because I actually did a poll. And my poll results, I I don't have time to pull them up. But if I remember correctly, they're about 60 to 40 are you still concerned that Fulham will be in a relegation battle this season? And the majority was no. And uh, I'm glad that people are coming around to it. I understand the past with Fulham, and that's what people, so many people, and I respect that, would probably go, well, listen, don't get ahead of yourself for us because look at what has happened to Fulham before. Look at what has happened to other teams before. This Fulham team is different. That's why I'm not concerned about relegation. And I said this on the preview show. One of the major reasons about this is the approach and the application from the players, the approach of Marco Silva and the players that they go for in every single match. They contend in every single match. They may not win every match or get a point in every match, but they are being positive and they are looking to win the match. I actually admire that. And I think that's a huge difference from other teams with other managers with Fulham. Even Roy's teams on the road, you know that they would play for the point. Marco Silva, he's going for the win in every single match. It doesn't even matter if it's Man City. But the argument against Man City, maybe he did get too cautious when they went up a man. Maybe he did. But beyond that, Fulham look 
to win the match every single time. And uh, I think that's also a reason why this 12-point gap is where it is and also why I feel that the concentration should be contending from Europe. You can keep one small eye on relegation, but it is glimmering at very small numbers right now. I, You know, it's funny. I, I remember Mike Gregg was mentioning if you do the math, it, w- it would be very difficult right now. They could still get relegated, but I think it's more likely that they actually contend for Europe than deal with a relegation battle. That's the way it's trending. I'm going with look towards Europe. I'm there. I'm, I'm looking at the transfer window. Let's concentrate on upgrading, not just to survive, but to thrive. That's what I'm looking at. Let's go for Europe. Why not? That's my thoughts. Okay. Coming up next to end this very quick abbreviated show, I'm going to share my thoughts on Man of the Match. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, everyone, and listen, I just want to thank everyone that watches and listens to every single episode of Cottage Talk. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to do this show, and I've been doing it for over 11 years now, and uh, it's just been wonderful to do. It's wonderful that I can come on and do a show after a full victory and just give you five takeaways. I'll do that after losses and draws as well. So I'm just going to share some comments before we go back and talk about Man of the Match. I've already said mine is Paulina. If you're watching live, feel free to share your thoughts on Man of the Match. Mike says, son of a good team is playing flat, but grinding out the result. Totally agree. That's what I just said. And his Man of the Match, Leno or Paulina, I agree. Okay. Here's from my friend Wayne. Russ, I did say that we will surprise a lot of people out there. And I did say at the start of the season – that we will finish in the top 10 at the end of the season, and I'm 100% sure of that. Wayne, I'm there with you right now. Here's my friend Combe. Paulina, easily man of the match for me. Leno gave James Ward-Prowse too much of a gap to place his free kick. Actually, very good point there, Combe. Very good point as well. Let's see what my friend Emma Rose just wanted, wanted to wish me. Happy New Year's and Jao, man of the match. Totally agree, Emma, and happy new year to you and Steve, and uh, I always enjoy talking to you guys on a regular basis. Those are my friends in Spain that we actually chat about Fulham, I don't know, three or four times a week, and it's me who's making the call because I want to talk about Fulham with them. So happy new year, Emma and Steve, if you are watching or listening. Definitely uh, thank you for uh, all of our chats. Let's see what else we got here. This is from Martin Smith. 
man of the match. Tim Ream, without a doubt, just another quality, but how ageless captain. Okay. He is ageless. He's really showing that. Let's see what else we've got here. This is from Chris Pelletier. Paulina, man of the match. Honorable mention to Tete for making some key defensive interventions. Very good point, Chris. Very good point. And Fulman, I have relied a lot on Kenny Tete. When he plays, he plays at a very high level. I'm just always concerned about his fitness and him getting injuries. But when he plays, Fulmar better side with him. Same thing with Anthony Robinson and obviously with Jao Polina. I think what Fulham really need is more depth. I think everyone listening or watching will agree with me on that, is that for a starting 11, Fulham are very good team with their starting 11. When you get beyond that, they have some other players that can help them, but I think they do need reinforcements. And we'll see what happens in the January transfer window. Okay, let's see what Sean has to say. Not sure about Europe. This game was a turning point. You could sense it in the crowd. Fans now believe that they belong in the Premier League. Great point, Sean. Because maybe up to this point, you're still thinking, do we belong in the Premier League? Should we be here? The answer is yes. And when you win matches like this, maybe it does show everyone that not just Fulham supporters, but everyone around the world, Fulham deserve to be where they are. It's funny because uh, I saw some tweets from uh, Chris Sutton, a known pundit, that uh, basically apologized to Fulham supporters. That speaks volumes because he now understands what we all know. This is a quality team, and he actually, I believe, predicted a 2-0 victory. It was 2-1. to That was my prediction. I got it right. Sorry, Steve Reynolds, you picked 1-1. You got it wrong. Have to share that. And, and Emma Reynolds got it right with me. 2-1. to That was the prediction. Russ Goldman actually gets one right. See what else we got for comments. I got a lot. Andrew Viney, come on, phone from Australia. Love our Australian supporters. Thank you for sharing some comments here. And old Barney, camera's a bit foggy, just FYI. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna be working on that a little bit. I don't know if it's where I'm recording or, or my computer, but it is a little bit. I think it has to do with the lighting, to be honest with you. I think I'm coming in clear. I think I got a good signal, but I, I do think my lighting is not the greatest. Let's see what else we got here. This is from Trevor Hyrus. This really has been the icing on the cake 2022. It has been. And great way to end this, Trevor. Thank you so much for sharing, everyone, for sharing your comments. And just thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support these 11 years. And as I mentioned, I'm about to embark on some really lofty goals with Cottage Talk moving forward for 2023. You're going to see that coming up. This is just one of the new shows I'm going to be bringing you. You're going to see a lot of different co-hosts, as you always do. You're going to see a lot of me. I hope you don't get sick of me. But you're going to be seeing a lot of different types of shows that I want to bring to the table, keep things interesting, different slants on film, different views on film. I'm going to try to be bringing you different ways to present it. That's what I'm hoping to share with you in 2023. Like I mentioned before we go, we will have a full post-match show of this 2-1 to victory on Sunday. But that's going to do it for this quick episode of Cottage Talk. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything 
from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.